Hello, everybody, and welcome to this. This is a little bit of a belated. Um, well, we're going to go straight into Halloween Havoc. We were going to have the predictions one last week, but uh, DM was busy with his wedding planning, I believe. Uh, yeah, and SmackDown happened. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, we were, he was busy when we usually do the show, so we're going to go straight into Halloween Havoc. So, without further ado... Uh, we're going to bring the video over here. Should have it in, in a link in your description, or of course, you're already watching the video. But we shall press play in 3, 2, 1, play. The following is a special presentation of National Wrestling Alliance Pro Wrestling. NWA. Love it. Live it. Believe it. And now, the National Wrestling Alliance, Chick Fight, and New Japan Pro proudly present Halloween Havoc! The Talking Stick Resort in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome to the 7th Annual Fall Classic. Welcome to Halloween Havoc. Uh, hello everyone, I am Bill Monsoon. Tonight we've got one hell of a show. All in store for you tonight. My co-commentator is here. Jesse Body. It's gonna be a big one, folks. I can promise you that. Look at the decorations. Look at the crowd. Look at the people going absolutely crazy here tonight. Three huge matches that are so personal. So personal. It may even be more than one match. Maybe one little contest that's gonna hold these men and women together. IWGP Tom Kane and Kevin Owens, the Angels title match between AJ Lee and Sarah Del Rey, the World Championship title between CM Punk and All three title matches have so much personal, so much personal investment inside yeah. of it, it's almost as if the titles are secondary. And let's not forget Cody Rhodes, we do a double duty tonight as he teams up with his brother Goldust. Goes up against Harlem Heat for the tag team championships and then later. We go up against Nigel McGinnis, which will defend the United States Championship, and Sami Zayn will be going up against Mandango. Cody Rhodes is in a lot of trouble. He's got double duty, and it's hard to not only gain titles, but also defend it at the same time. It's going to be a tough road, not only for Cody Rhodes, but also for Sami Zayn, as I think Fandango has his number. 
Around all the festivities of Dynaway, what are we taking out of the ring for our opening contest? To Halloween Havoc! This opening contest going for one fall will be for the World Tag Team Championship! Oh boy. Introducing first! They are the Challengers! Really? All for now. United States Champion Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust. The Discuss strategy. Cody starting the night off against Booker as they stood in the ring. They shook hands as they would lock up. Booker would shove him back as Cody charged, getting dropped with a headlock takedown. Cody Lake scissoring out as Booker rose and caught him with a chop. Another one, then an arm wrench with a scissor kick. He pushed him to the corner and hit him with firm shots to the face. Tossing him to the buckle as Cody would climb up and flip back. Catching Booker with a drop kick, then a back body drop. He then caught Booker with a hip toss that was caught under the jaw with a kick. Booker taking control, taking him down with a big time clothesline. He pulled him up going for another one, but Cody ducked and locked him within a sleeper. Booker ramming him to the buckle and then tagged out. Stevie and Booker chopping and punching to Cody, tossing him forward, then right back to the buckle. Doing it a second time, then a third time. He then hit Stevie, then hoisted Cody up and just tossed him across the ring. Charging and took his head off with a clothesline. 
He would pull him up, slamming him with a body slam, then came off the rope, dropping an elbow, then another one, the third one, pulling poor Cody up, and rose for a powerbomb, and just tossed him in the freaking air, and catching him on the way down with a spiral spine buster. <laughs> he would cover, but only got it to he pulled him up and shoved him to the corner kicking into his ribs then blasted him with elbows tagging out to Booker as they set him on the top rope and just tossed him off Booker would wait and nailed Cody with a standing wheel kick across the face covering but again only got a two Booker would lock him within a chin lock digging his knee into the spine as Goldust reached out for him Cody slowly rising to his feet fighting free and took to the rope only to get caught with a backhand chop, then a big-time suplex. Booker spinning to his feet and caught him with a kick to the chest, followed by a float over DDT. He covered again, but only got a two. Booker would lock him within a sleeper once again. Cody fighting free and with mixed punches. He got beat on that one as Booker on, kicked him in the ribs, raising yeah, him up. On, but Rhodes would roll behind him, quickly ducking a clothesline and tagged out. As Goldust made inside, ducked the clothesline and caught Booker with a swinging neckbreaker. He watched him then slammed him with a suplex. A second one, catching him with a chop to the face. As Booker would fight back, but Dust would hook the tights and flung Booker through the ropes to the floor. Oh, Booker rose up, shaking his head as Goldust dove over the apron with a senton roll. He crashed out upon him, turning him right into the barricade, then back into the ring. Climbed the apron and dove off with a springboard shoulder block, followed by a body slam. He came off the rope and would drop a few knees, locking in the armbar. Booker slowly would rise to his feet, tossing dust off and caught him with a kick to the ribs. Raising him up and drove him down with a pile driver. He moved over and would tag out to Stevie as both of them rose him up and drove him down with a double team powerbomb. Stevie pulling him up and then tackled him right into the buckle. Rimming his shoulders into the ribs and slowly set him on top. He climbed up but Dust came alive. Starting to hit him and pushed him off. Leaping off. But Stevie caught him with great strength, shaking his head no and did a fall away slam. Oh, he rose up and pulled Goldust to his feet, raising him up and slammed him down. Climbing the top rope, looking down and waited. But Goldust surprised him and dropped him with a super snapping power slam. Dust rose up slowly, grabbing at his leg and would start to kick at the back of the knee. Getting kicked to the buckle for his troubles, then exploded out as Stevie though caught him with a capture suplex and a whirling atomic drop. Following that up with a reverse suplex. He came off the rope and nailed him with a shoulder block and then another one. Charging, but Stevie caught him, getting dust caught in the rope and dropped him with a back suplex. Blasting him with a clothesline, Larry, it's a boot. Tagging out to Booker as they would load him up. Dusto hitting to Stevie's head and pushed him. Booker getting hit and crossed the rope. Dusto then quickly tossed Stevie to the floor. Quickly climbing the top rope and dropped Booker with a super sit-out suplex. Dusto slowly rose to his feet. 
pulling Booker up and slammed him on the fisherman driver. Reaching for the tag, but came inches away. Booker grabbing his leg as both of them came to a vertical base. Dust went for an insiguri, but Booker ducked and dropped him with an inverted sit-out powerbomb. Covering. <laughs> Only two. Booker slowly made it to his feet. Rimming a knee to the ribs and slammed him with a pump handle powerbomb. He then would slingshot him into the buckle. Thus slamming into it and backed away. Falling right into an electric chair. Booker came off the rope and nailed him with a scissor kick. Covering. But again only a two. He would pull Dust up. Locking the arms but Goldust dropped him with a back body drop. Slowly calling for the tag. But Booker caught the legs. Dust would kick him off, go over the tag again. But Big Stevie got a hold of him. Tossed him to the far end and caught him with the flapjack. He tossed him hard to the buckle that would splash him. Tossed him to the other and splashed him a second time. Standing in the corner and would just wait. Charging and then caught him with a lariat. He nearly took him out of his boots. Having him straddle the buckle and would climb up behind him. Going for something big. But Goldust would punch him off and left off with a moonsault. And connected. He rolled to his feet. Ducking in advance and dropped him with an atomic drop. Followed by a drop kick. Another one. And then a quick snap power slam. He leaned against the rope and caught him with a shoulder block. A whirling suplex. Waiting for it and locked him from behind. Going for the curtain call. But Stevie broke free. Pushing him off and nailed him with a big boot. Pulling him right back up and slammed him with a Stevie driver. Covering. Cody broke it up. A melee took place as Booker and Stevie dropped Rhodes with a double team flapjack. They clotheslined him out of the ring. They would wait for Goldust to rise and slammed them down with a double team suplex. They made the tag as Booker climbed the top rope. Stevie placing him upon his shoulders as they dropped him with a Harlem Heat Seeker. Covering. Again, Cody was able to break it up. The ref would push him back to his corner as they kept dusting theirs. Working on him as Booker dropped him with a running knee, knee neck breaker. Climbing the top rope and went for the finish. But he missed the clothesline. Rolling to his feet as the surprise him with a disaster elbow. Dust would slowly crawl over, inch by inch, trying to make it out as Cody would reach for him. Booker grabbing at his leg, but Dust kicked him off, leaping, and made the hot tag. Cody was a ball of fire, leaping in and tackled Booker down. Rolling to his feet and caught him with a drop kick and a leg lariat to the buckle. He hit Dusty, he hit Dusty like elbows into the head, tossing him to the other. The Booker though would explode out, missing the clothesline as Cody came off the buckle and caught him with a tornado DDT. Quickly hitting Stevie off the apron, climbing the top rope and would wait carefully, leaping with a picture perfect moonsault, nailing it and covered. Only two. Cody was close on that one and he knew it. He had to keep the momentum up as he would stomp on him and came off the rope. But he was nailed with an axe kick. He stumbled to the ropes and caught Booker with a low bridge. But he held on. 
Looking with battle, Cody on the apron. Hitting him back to Rihanna, but didn't expect Cody to dive with a crossbody. Right upon Booker as both of them went up and over to the floor. <laughs> Cody was up first, stomping on him and ran into the steel post. Pulsing Booker into the ring and climbed the top rope. Leaping and nailed him with a missile drop kick. He grabbed him from behind, but Booker just tossed him off and nailed him with a kick to the ribs. Then a knee lift to the face. Close on him from behind, then pulled him up. He rose him up on his shoulders and dropped him with a Death Valley driver. He moved to the ropes and would watch, stomping on his head and would knee over the skull. He wrenched on the arm and would spin Cody around. Swing for a kick, but Cody ducked, getting behind him and caught him with a roll-up. Cody struck first with a drop kick to the knees, followed by a DDT. He rolled over to the buckle and would charge, sliding under Booker's legs and surprised him with a standing in Sakuri, then a leg lace takedown. Getting kicked to the ropes as Cody charged, ducking a clothesline and came off the rope with a disaster kick! But he missed! He quickly rolled to his feet as Booker caught him with the bucket. No! Cody fought it free. Rolling under the axe kick, then tried again with the disaster kick. But Booker caught him, raising him up with great power and slammed him down. He then tagged out to Stevie as they both wrenched on his arms, raising him up by the arm, right in the arms, and dropped him down. Call him up and dropped him with a German suplex. That a by God over the head, belly to belly. He then finished Cody off of his version of a jackhammer. Watching Goldust enter and caught him with a sidestep shuffle right to the floor. Booker leapt off the apron, catching Dust on the floor as Stevie had it in now. Cody stumbling to his feet as Stevie grabbed him from behind and drove him with a spiral backdrop. He called out for it as he tagged out to Booker, who quickly made it back down, raising Cody up upon his shoulders as they dropped him with a towering inferno! That was just in the nick of time as Stevie dragged him to the floor as they began to brawl. Booker knew that Cody didn't have much left, pushing him to the buckle and would kick to the ribs. He would toss him to the other, but Cody would Irish whip back, but Booker would Irish whip right back, and body slammed him with a flapjack. He bounced to his feet and caught him with the bucket. Oh, Cody would fight free, nailing Booker with a standing crossbody block and a drop kick. He would drop kick the knee, then caught him with a running knee over the skull. Quickly climbed the top rope and leapt off. But Booker caught him and came down with a book. No, again, Cody's left behind him. Dropping him with the crossroads. He nailed it perfectly and covered. Oh, oh that was too close to call as Cody slowly got to his feet. Holding his head, thinking that that was it right there. He pulled Booker up and blasted him with an uppercut. But Booker would hit right back. Both of them exchanging uppercuts back and forth as Booker won the bout. Coming off the rope, but Cody chased after him. Coming off the rope after him and surprised him with a flying forearm a la DiBiase. He rolled to his feet and Stevie climbed the apron. But Cody would hit him over the face with a disaster kick. 
Golas would catch him on the way down and dropped him with a running power slam. Climbing the apron as Cody dropped Booker with a suplex. Goldust tagging himself in as both of them would pull Booker up, tossing him to the ropes. But Booker surprised them with a double clothesline. Booker would rise as he caught Cody with a straight kick to the jaw, sending him to the floor and quickly turned. But Dust caught him with an uppercut, tossing him to the ropes. But Booker with Irish whip and locked him in. He went for the bookend and nailed it. Covering. No, no! Cody just broke it up in time! He would hit some Booker who just shoved him with great strength. Cody charging off the rope and nailed him with an elbow. Dustin caught him from behind and dropped him with a curtain call! That was it! Goldust going to cover as Cody charged at Stevie, who picked him up and just slammed him right on top of Goldust! Cody would roll off to the apron, coughing as they pulled Gold Dust up and dropped him on the double team flapjack. The ref gaining control of the bout as Goldust caught Booker with a low bridge right into the turnbuckle. Turn the tides back in their favor. Rising up as he bumped into Cody as the ref called that a tag. Cody stumbling in, hitting Booker, who hoisted him up and dropped him right into Dust, who fell to the apron. Cody would fight out of an Alabama slam, coming off the rope and nailed Booker with a crossbody. He goes up, avoiding advance from Stevie, dropping with a back body drop, turning around as Booker missed the scissor kick. Cody going for crossroads, but he was pushed off and smacked into Goldust as they knocked heads. Booker landing the bookends. That would start choking him, punching at him, pulling Cody up and scream that it all belonged to him. He slammed him shoulder first into the steel post, then slammed him with a curtain call. He rolled out of the ring saying it all belonged to him, making his way to the back as Cody needed assistance. Clutching his title with the other arm, needing medical attention. Well, what a sore sportsman that is. Goldust attacking his younger brother, Cody Rhodes. They tried so hard tonight here to get those tag team titles, and he has to take it out on his brother. He still has a match later on tonight. Hey, that's Cody Rhodes' problem there, Gorilla. You know, I don't condone it, but I got to say, it was Cody Rhodes that screwed the whole thing up. Screwed the whole thing up. They knock heads on the apron. Booker T, Harlem Heat, they took the advantage right there. It was just a victim of circumstance. Not like Cody did it on purpose. 
I don't know, Gorilla. I can sense dissension. I can sense desertion. I can sense jealousy. And I think here tonight, Goldust just showed his true colors here tonight. Cody, he's banged up in a bad way and still has to defend that U.S. title later on. Well, good luck to Cody Rhodes. He's being helped right now at the back. He can't lift his title with his other arm. His shoulder looks to be out of the socket. He's going to head to the trainers, no doubt. Uh, we will get a medical update as soon as we can. Why don't we take you the, the next match up here on the Halloween Cody's fucked. Is he going back as biblical Dustin again? Here comes a walking <laughs> Finish off this book. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is going to for one fall. We'll be for the FIP World Championship. Setting over in the red corner, he hails from Madrid, Spain. He is. And Tango! His opponent, standing over in the white corner, from Montreal, Canada, he is the reigning FIP World Champion! Sammy 
¡Sí! up and would hand it over to the ref as Dango would just stretch in the corner. You heard the bell sound as both of them would move around the ring. They would lock up with each other as Dango would move him, move behind them, mocking him from behind. As Zane would fight out with a hammerlock, but took an elbow to the face and a stiff kick to the chest, followed by a headlock takedown as he got squeezed and wrenched upon. Zane would spin to his feet, tossing Dango off who held on to the ropes. Smiling at him and would take a small walk. He would lock up again, locking in Zane in a hammerlock this time. As Zane would leap up and then roll forward, tossing him off. Catching him with a drop kick, then an arm drag. Locking him in an arm bar, as Dango would do with the same with some aerobatics. Going to his feet and countered it. Went into a hammerlock of his own. Wedging on the arm that would spin his leg around the arm and brought it down. Then dropped Zane with a hammerlock back suplex, followed by a baseball slide to the apron. You get a burst of speed, climbing the top rope, and leapt off, catching Zane with a tornado DDT right to the floor. He rose up, swiveling his hips, tossing Zane into the barricade, and then caught him under the jaw with a stiff kick, causing him back into the ring and climb the top rope. Leaping off of the leg drop over the back of his head. He then moved to the corner and would wait. Blasting Zane over the head with a straight kick. Grabbing his head and locked him within a chin lock. He tried wearing him down. Tossed him to the buckle and would kick to his ribs and then chest. Tossed him with a monkey flip and dropped him with a rolling face buster. He watched him rise and caught him with a kneeling clothesline lariat. He walked a few steps watching Zane rise as he would sweep the back of the leg, locking him within a half crab. He would pull and wrench upon that leg, slowly rising and would kick to his ribs, dropping a few knees over the head and would place his neck over the rope and would stand upon his spine. The ref yelled at him to break at the count of four. Dango dropping him with a suplex, rolling his to his feet and locked him within a clutch. He would try to put the hurt on him, raising him up and just nailed him with the haymakers. Tossing him to the ropes, but Zane Irish whipped him and caught him with a back body drop. He then got him with a kick to the ribs, then a kick to the leg, then a kick to the ribs, then a kick to the leg. Catching him with a standing drop kick to the clothesline, up and over to the floor. Zane got a burst of steam, go over the suicide dive, but Dango called him with a flying kick right across the head. Zane landed hard, holding his head. Dango leaping off the rope into the ring, catching him with a seated senton. He rolled to his feet and came off the rope, nailing him with a drop kick, sending him to the outside. Dango would swivel those hips once again, coming off the ropes and dove over with a picture perfect plancha. He crashed down upon Zane and stood upon his hips, doing a little dance as he would toss him back inside, climbing the top rope and would take his time, catching him with a missile drop kick. 
He would wait for it as he went for a kick. But Sammy caught the leg and caught him with an insiguri. Blessed him over the jaw, then dropped up with an inverted atomic drop. Then a fisherman suplex. Sammy would rub his neck, coming off the ropes and caught with a forearm. Then a second one, avoiding a punch, then slammed up with a northern light suplex. He rolled to his feet but got surprised with a drop toe hold. Dango quickly locking in within an STF. He would wrench and pull on him, drilling his knee into his spine, then pulled him up. Going for a back suplex, but Zane landed on top of him. Going to his feet and would wait, leaping for a DDT. But Dango tossed him off and surprised him with a standing drop kick in midair. He came off the rope and caught him with a leg lariat, quickly covering. Only a two. He would pull Zane up. Raising him up for a powerbomb, but he was dropped with a Frankensteiner, followed up by a wheel kick. And Dango retreating to the floor, holding his face a bit as Zane flew through the ropes with a suicide dive. Tornado DDT landing upon the floor. He rose his arm and took to the apron, waiting and caught Dango with a moonsault. Picture perfect moonsault at that as he tossed him back into the ring. Climbing the top rope and got his balance, leaping off and nailed the crossbody. He rolled to his feet and went for a suplex, but Dango flipped behind him and nailed him with an insiguri. Zane was down on his knee as Dango swung and connected with a kick right across the stool. He then moved to the top rope and would shake his hips, waiting for him and left off hitting a lay drop over the back of the head. He turned Zane over and covered. But again, only a two. He pulled him up and moved him to the corner, hitting to his chest and head, sending Zane on top and would climb after him, looking for something big, but it was blocked as Zane came down with a modified super sunset flip powerbomb. He held his neck and waited. Dango rolling to his feet as Zane charged, but he missed the advance. Dango raising him up for a torture rack driver, but Zane was able to flip behind him, missing a clothesline as Dango grabbed him from behind, raising him up and dropped him with a vertebraker. Zane was bent almost nearly in half. His neck and spine compressed there as he held his head. Dango raising up, waiting to finish it. Charging, but he missed a straight kick as Zane turned around and nailed him with a halluva kick. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner by knockout. And still, FIP World Champion. Yeah, lucky there, Sammy. Holy shit! Create the vision, the FRP division needs to be the fucking knockout division, eh? He pulled that off from literally out of nowhere. They knew Not he probably got a little bit lucky here tonight <laughs> with that last kick, that last bit of adrenaline. Holding his neck as he rolled out to the floor, getting a hold of his title and rolled it up. Dango would hold his head in face, complaining that that was a cheap move and he wasn't ready for it. But tonight, Zane, the leader of the Zaniacs, was still FIP champion. Even doing a little moonwalk up the ramp saying, now that was a challenge. You gotta prepare for the next bout.
and gentlemen, the following contest going for one fall will be for the NWA United States Championship.
but only got a two. Nigel locked him in a side headlock. Benching on him as Cody would force the back suplex. Rolling to his feet, holding the shoulder as Nigel wrenched on the arm and would kick to it. He dropped into his knees and would jerk on it. Rimming the knee into it as Cody fell back and tossed Nigel through the rope to the outside. This bought him a little bit of time as Nigel rolled back into the ring. Dropping Cody with a back suplex then pulled him up, taking his head off of the clothesline. He leaned against the rope and would wait, knocking him back down with a running boot, then drove it home with a bulldog. Saying oh one more God. should do it as he slammed Please. him with a pile driver for good Get measure. How do you need to kiss you he would put his boot on him, covering arrogantly. Only got a two once again. Nigel pulled him up and shoved him to the corner, blasting him with heavy fists and uppercuts. The ref trying to get involved, but Nigel shoved him back. Going back to Cody, who would blow sparkles in his face. Nigel stepped back for a moment as Cody then blasted him in the face with both feet, then dropped him with a wraparound neckbreaker. He rolled to his feet and started to laugh all giddy-like, almost as if he had transformed or something. Starting to act erratic as he hit Nigel with flying chops and a drop kick, avoiding an advance and slammed him with an atomic there drop, goes. followed by a dangle over rope guillotine. He snapped him back and would springboard off the rope with a shoulder block. Cody rose up, holding his arm when he would hiss at the ref, slowly moving to the corner and would wait, hitting Nigel with a diving headbutt to the ribs, then rose him up, driving him down with an Alabama slam. Cody put his hands together and would tackle, moving to the top rope and would measure him up, tilting his head and drove off with a super tornado DDT. Cody would then nip up, yelling at him to rise, grabbing him for the black batter. But Nigel uppercutted right out of it and took his head off with a short arm clothesline. <laughs> Cody would roll to the apron as Nigel went after him. Both of them exchanging right hands as Nigel kicked him in the ribs, raising him up and would pile drive him right upon the apron. Cody would drop right down upon the floor and was not clean out. Nigel saying he was impressed with his handiwork as he tossed him into the ring. Cody moving very slowly, shaking his head, seeming to have snapped out of it. Nigel grabbing him and shoved him to the buckle, then nailed him with one hell of a battering ram clothesline. He would then set him on top and would come down with a superplex. He rolled to his feet, rubbing the sparkles from his eye as he went for him. As Cody caught him surprised with a kick to the ribs, followed by a mock version of a diamond cutter. He would roll to his feet, just trying to stay alive, holding his head to regain some ground. Nigel slowly rising to his feet as Cody would charge, catching up with a leg lariat. He held his shoulder and went for a slam, but to no avail. Nigel shoving him and kicked him right in the ribs, raising him up for a power bomb as Cody would counter, flipping out of it, coming off the rope and blasting him with a disaster kick. Nigel held his face and rolled to the floor as Cody would dive over the ropes with a plancha, crashing down upon him. He held his shoulder once again, cursing out as he would move over. Nigel tripping him up and toss him shoulder first into the steel stairs. Oh, never mind. He held his arms screaming out in pain as Nigel would drop him with a hammerlock back suplex right into the steel post shoulder first. 
He would toss Cody into the ring, holding on to the arm and slam it against the apron three times. Cody would roll, holding it, trying to get something going. Nigel would stop upon him, holding him up and nailed him with an uppercut. Cody would fight right back with a punch as Nigel hit him right back, then dropped him with a scoopish slam, followed by the dirty knee. He stepped upon his face and said it was going to be all over soon. Pulling Rhodes up and pushed him to the corner. Bashing his knee into the ribs then would toss him with a hip toss. Followed by a vicious shoulder lariat. He would scream for him to rise as he tossed him up in the air and drove him down with a spine buster. Going to the ropes and wiped his hands clean saying now it was going to be over. Moving Cody to the corner and rose him up upon his shoulders. Looking for a burning hammer. Cody slipped behind him, going for crossroads in a desperate attempt as Nigel fought with great strength and actually reversed it into a mock version of a vertical pile driver. He rolled to his feet, knowing it was time. Cody slowly rising, holding his neck and shoulder as Nigel slammed him with a release. German suplex, then a T-bone suplex. He rose him upon his shoulders and drove him down with a burning hammer. He had to put the sealer on it, raising him up for a powerbomb as Cody would fall back, tossing Nigel into the buckle as he bounced off, going for crossroads. But again, Nigel fought out, raising Cody up for a body slam as Cody called him in a small package. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your man, still NWA United States Champion. Cody What the hell happened is what everyone was saying. Cody somehow pulled out a small package and was able to pin Nigel McGinnis, who was screaming and yelling that his tights were pulled, his eyes were poked, his hair was pulled, and that Cody had his feet on the road. But the replay showed that none of that had happened. Cody clutching his title, making his way to the back with great haste, knowing he didn't want to deal anymore with his wrath. Raising his title belt up high with his one good free arm, saying he was going to get back at Goldust soon enough. Nigel kicking the rope in frustration, saying that this wasn't fair, and made his way to the back. We had to prepare for our next back.
And her opponent, she is the reigning women's world champion, Sarah Delray. Well, someone's going to die. Relaxing in the corner, just waiting at her. Is that ready to remove her ring robe with the wrist tape all the way up to her elbow, saying, Annihilate AJ. And seeing that it was etched in blood. The ref throws the belt up as he would hand it over. The bell sounding, and away we go. And moved around the ring as Del Rey circled, locking up with AJ and dropped her with a wrestling lift. Locking her fingers and dropped her with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Release German suplexes. She pulled her up and rammed her to the buckle. Bashing her knees into the ribs and tossed her to the other. AJ would catch her with a boot to the face and a drop kick. A second one, then caught her with a running neck breaker. Mounting her started to bash her head into the mat. Delray countering him would mount her. Now starting to punch at her like an MMA fighter. She pulled off and would drop her with a belly to belly suplex. Delray pulling her off and violently would drop her with a rib breaker. Then a second one, tossing AJ to the ropes and slammed her with a tilt to world backbreaker. She could hit the locker within an armbar. AJ would stretch and cried out, using for the rope, spinning her feet as Delray would rush upon the arm and kick her in the chest and in the ribs. She then finished her with a knee to the face, pulling her back up and took her head off with a short arm clothesline. Delray was far from done, pulling AJ up and rose her up for a powerbomb, but AJ counted with a hurricane rana. Tossing her into the ropes. Delray would land upon the apron. Pulling herself up as AJ caught up with a surprise. Running with an insecure with a crossbody as both of them fell to the floor. Shit. <laughs> AJ was up first. Stomping on her would grab her by the hair. Headbutting her then blasting her with a forearm. 
Hussinger her back first into the post and slammed her into the barricade. She kicked to her ribs and into the back, right back into the ring. AJ slowly starting to climb inside, almost stalking, locking her in a sleeper. But she was tossed right off. Delray catching her leg and would drop her with a leg lace takedown. Getting kicked to the buckle as AJ surprised her with a drop kick to the knee. Then a sickening kick to the face. AJ would grin, punting at her ribs and face. Actually stepping on her face and would twist and spin. Quickly placing her without a clutch. She would pull back upon her neck. Sitting on her back, leaping up and splashed upon her spine a couple of times. She grabbed her hands and pulled back while stepping upon her spine. Actually trying to break her right in half. She would walk away and locked her within a front face lock. Bashing her knees into the face then pulled her up. Delray just tossing her with a back body drop. Holding her face then caught AJ with a Northern Lights suplex. Rising and tossed her with a capture suplex. AJ smartly rolled to the floor as Delray actually chased after her. Rather uncharacteristic as she grabbed her from behind. But AJ fought free with a back elbow and bashed her head right into the steel stairs. She then slammed her a second time, grinding her head into it and pulled her up. Climbing the stairs and came down with a DDT, cracking her skull. Delray was down as AJ picked her up and pushed her into the ring, slowly crawling like a lion into the side and looked at her. Delray was cut over the head as AJ grabbed her by the hair and sat her up, wiping her hand over the cut and would actually lick her palm and would then start to headbutt her over and over and over again. Dragged her feet and dropped her with a pile driver. She covered her but only caught a two for her troubles. Pulling her up and would push her to the corner. She would ram her knees into the ribs and set her on top. Climbing up and would lock her. Coming down with a superplex. AJ would roll to her feet. Watching Delray push herself up upon her hands and knees. As she kicked her square across the face and head. Blood actually spewed from her face. As she would move to the buckle and would stomp upon her face. Well, Delray's fucking out. into the Dropping down with punch and claw at it. Trying to tear it open further. Leaning down and actually bit at it. She backed away, spinning on the canvas and would bash her head with a running knee. Dragging her to the center of the ring and locked her within an anaconda vice. She would squeeze on her, pulling and wrenching. But Delray was able to pull her arms free. Sliding out and rose up. As AJ no surprise her with a straight kick to the chest. Followed by a quick flatliner DDT. AJ then would quickly lock her within a Koji clutch. She would pull and wrench and pull and wrench on her. Forcing her to bleed out even further from her head. Delray was able to again break free. Both of them rising as AJ grabbed her by the face and would just rake at the eye. She hit her with an uppercut, then moved her to the buckle, chopping her to the chest, then tossed her to the other. As Delray went Irish whip and caught her with a bear hug, then just tossed her across the ring like a freaking bear, then a hard clothesline up and over to the floor. Oh, my God. Delray took a walk and held the rope, shaking her head as she was bleeding more than before. 
And A.J. knew that, looking up from the floor. She slowly rolled back inside and caught Del Rey with a boot to the head. Bashing her head into the turnbuckle and bash it again and again and again. She dropped her with a back suplex and pulled her to the center of the ring. Grabbing her legs and flipped her over and actually locked her within an STF. AJ would pull and wrench on her, forcing her to bleed further down her face. Delray looking like an absolute mess, trying to get her to pass out. Delray would break out and would hit her off, slowly pushing to her feet as she was dropped with a drop kick. AJ locking her within a side headlock, again working upon that head. She stopped her in place as Delray used all of her strength and pushed her off. But AJ again would catch her this time with a shoulder block, then a snapmare. Locking her again within a sleeper. This time she wrapped her legs around, turning it within a sleeper clutch. Del Rey was struggling here, trying to fight out of it, but had lost quite a bit of blood. Del Rey grabbing at her legs and slowly started to part them. Quickly turning and started to punch at AJ, who was able to block. Somehow she was able to get her legs up and lock Del Rey within a mock version of a go-go plata. She thought he had her there, but Del Rey wasn't within it long. Slowly rising and dropped her with a powerbomb. She would hold on to her legs, however. Rose her up a second time and dropped her with a second powerbomb. AJ would just lay upon the canvas as Del Rey leaned in the corner. Needing a moment as AJ slowly rose to her feet, stumbling and fumbling around as her head was taken off with a clothesline. She got dragged up as Delray rose her up for a powerbomb right into the buckle. She watched her snap back and dropped her with a release belly-to-belly suplex. Waiting for AJ to rise and dropped her with a Samoan drop. Watching her get to her feet and slammed her with a fallaway slam. Where the hell did Delray get that energy from was unknown. As she got to her feet, pulling AJ by the hair and slammed her again (laughs) with a belly-to-belly suplex. She rose up in her rage, raising her up for a pile driver, but AJ would somehow hit hard to her knee, rising up and blasting her with a headbutt, then another one, and another one, and another one, following up with a stiff uppercut, then a kick to the chest right to the buckle. AJ would charge and caught her with a big splash, well at least a splash for a woman, kicking to her ribs and slowly climbed up behind her. She would wrap her legs around her throat and would lean back and began to choke her using the ropes as leverage, turning it into a rear choke tarantula. AJ let go after a couple of seconds, climbing the top rope and leapt off, dropping her with another tornado DDT. She had all the momentum now as she called her up, kicking her over the head, then dropped her with a spinning neckbreaker. She rose up, skipping around the canvas, knowing it was going to be over soon, grabbing Delray by the hair and just slammed her face once, twice, thrice, four times into the canvas, and would just start to grind it like cheese to a grater. She would then drive her knees right into her, coming off the rope and kicked her again, square across the face with a punch. That was it. 
Del Rey had a faraway glazed look in her eye, and AJ loved every second of it. Pulling Del Rey up, loading her upon her shoulders, but she fought free, somehow grabbing her from behind in a full Nelson, and slammed AJ down. She wiped the blood from her eyes, pulling AJ up, who surprised her with a cheap shot to the face. She would then claw at her face and would bite at her again. Backing away, then caught her with a running clothesline, then a drop kick, knowing it was in the bag. She dropped her quickly with a snap DDT, moving to the rope and would start to climb. She would poise like a cat, smirking in all the while, leaping and caught her with a missile drop kick, spinning to her feet and charged, going for it. But Del Rey would push her off in rotation, raising her up for a suplex, and came down hard. Grabbed AJ by the arm and jerked her up, hitting her with a short arm clothesline, but then pulled her right back up and hit her for another short arm clothesline, but held her freaking arm and literally jerked her back to her feet, going for a suplex. But AJ landed behind her, raising her up and hit her with an inverted GTS. Delray held the back of her head as AJ came off the rope and locked her within the black widow. Oh, shit. No, 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 She had it locked in perfectly as blood would just continue to come down from her head. AJ pulling back, screaming out that the title was finally going to belong to her as Delray would slowly begin to drop to a knee. Fan would raise his hand as Del Rey still wasn't giving in, asking if she quit as she shook her head, trying to struggle out of it the way too much damage was done. Del Rey was trying to get out of it, the ref asking again if she gave up as blood would spill from her head down her chest upon the friggin' canvas. Del Rey slowly began to push to her feet as AJ would relock it in even tighter, pulling back as Del Rey dropped down, now to both of her knees. Blood would just continue to pour from her head. AJ just trying to rip her apart and stretch her out. Del Rey was refusing to tap, but she was fading and fast. The ref would ask and check. Del Rey was fading with her head down, her arms outstretched, as AJ would shake and stretch, shake and stretch, wrench and pull. The ref screaming at the referee to ask her. It was over. As the ref would look down, dropping down to a knee, checking Del Rey as again. Her body started to shake. She started to fight it, but then slowly began to fall to the canvas. AJ's got her. AJ knew it was over. AJ screamed that it was over. The referee checking one final time, raising her hand up as it fell once, raising it a second time, and watched it fall twice. Pulling her hand up for the final time. And Del Rey started to rise to her knees. AJ shook her head, telling her to tap out and quit. Del Rey slowly, somehow, rising to her feet, shaking her head and would drop AJ with a modified Samoan drop. (laughs) AJ had to release the hold. Pulling her back on that one, moving over to the ropes and pulled herself up, wondering what the hell did she have to do? 
as Del Rey looked like she had just been Stop. in a car Stop. crash. <laughs> AJ shook her head, charging Dollar him, clipped the back of the knee at Del Rey, trying to relock her in place. But Del Rey was able to break free. Missing a clothesline as AJ caught him with an insiguri, then a running knee across the face. She would then drop knee after knee after knee into her head, clawing at it with headbutter once again. Starting to move to the top rope to finish this, wiping the blood over her face almost like war paint, leaping off with a crossbody. But Del Rey caught her, caught her right in the ribs with a drop kick in midair. She would then rise and grab AJ, going for a DDT, but she got rammed into the buckle. AJ just a spitfire now, ramming her shoulders into the ribs and set Del Rey on top. Climbing up and would punch for her head, headbutt her, elbow, punch, knee, whatever she could do. Going for a suplex, but Del Rey blocked. She would then punch to her ribs, hit to her ribs and hit to her head, hit to her side. And then grabbed a hold of her and dropped AJ with a super sit-out powerbomb. Delray was oh. up first, using the oh and fell God. to a knee as AJ would roll to the apron. She needed a moment after that as Delray went after her. AJ grabbing her by the hair, dragging her to the apron and dropped her with a DET and smacked hard. Delray was out cold, the replay going back and forth a couple of times, seeing that vicious DDT on the edge of the apron. As AJ screamed out that now it was over. Pushing her right back into the center of the ring, crawling over and would cover. This could be it. AJ screamed out that that should have did it, raising up with a scream and would move to the corner. She would then catch Del Rey with a running leg lariat, then yet another flatliner DDT. That was the third one of the night, knowing that was doing damage to her head. Rolling to her feet and pulled Del Rey up, going for a GTS, and came down. But Del Rey caught her arms and quickly rose her up and dropped her with an inverted suplex. Del Rey would then grab a hold of AJ, tossing her with a belly to belly, a T-bone, another belly to belly, a belly to back, an exploder suplex, another T-bone suplex, kicking AJ right in the ribs, picking her up and dropped her with one, two, three, four, and on the fifth one, five power bombs, watching her bounce off the buckle. Grabbing her and slammed her with yet another belly-to-belly suplex. Delray was absolutely on fire, almost beating her chest as she went right after AJ, who hit her right in the ribs and schoolgirled her face first into the buckle. She would then pick her up, getting her upon her shoulders and blasted her with a GTS. Covering. Oh. <laughs> AJ would rise, screaming out on a rage, almost like a little girl, grabbing the referee and asked if he was fucking for serious. She would then move over to an almost beaten Del Rey, picking her up and went for yet another GTS, coming down. But Del Rey caught the arms and quickly wrapped her legs around her waist, locking AJ in the Royal Butterfly. There we go. 
Jet with kick with her feet trying to break out. And Delray was not fooling around here tonight. She would pull and wrench hard on her, almost bending her in half as she would stretch her skinny frame out. AJ just shaking her head no, refusing to tap out, trying to find a way out of this. As Delray would lock those fingers tightly and would pull and wrench on her further. The ref kept asking if AJ was still wanting to give up, but she said no. Checking her arm as it fell once. She checked it twice. No, it went right back up. AJ was not going to give up here tonight with the title this close in her grasp. She would fight and struggle, shaking her fist in a rage, refusing to give up as she would then push with her feet, trying to raise up, but it was to no avail. Delray would squeeze and would rock back and forth, trying to pull those arms out of the sockets as blood would trickle from her forehead. Standing the canvas below as the referee would check on AJ, who was somehow still alive and trapped in the hold in Delray's grasp, which slowly started to fade. Oh, shit. Way too much blood had been lost here. Slowly, she was starting to run out of gas. So much that her group had loosened. And she let go. Her arms fell upon the canvas as AJ sat up, stretching her neck, and just started to bash Del Rey in the face with a elbow, a fist, an elbow, a fist, an elbow, a fist, another, 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 just beating the shit out of her. And Del Rey was unable to block. Forearms, fists, forearms, fists. AJ just kept hitting her face and head with each blow. It was just sickening to watch. AJ falling up her fist and came down with a coup de gras. As AJ caught the arm and relocked her within the butterfly again. And she had a wild look in her eye and would pull and wrench on AJ once again. The referee placed his hands on his head, just wondering what the hell just happened. <laughs> a nurse smattering of blood all over the canvas and Delray's face just covered in blood. She had a vice grip on AJ and the only thing you could see were her wide, white eyes in rage. She was pulling and pulling and pulling violently. AJ's arms outstretched at an angle that both of her shoulders were going to be shattered in mere seconds. AJ refusing to give up, shaking her head no, but she was trapped in the hole. Using her legs and feet to try to push Delray to the ropes to force a break. Inch by inch by inch she got closer to the ropes. Delray twisting her body so she couldn't make it. AJ just a few inches away from the buckle, knowing the break was imminent. Delray rocking a bit to keep her in place. AJ giving one final push as Delray hit the rope, forcing the hole to break. Delray would forcibly and regrettably have to let go. She went right back for AJ, who was pretty much dead. She got tossed to the ropes as AJ held on and quickly slipped to the floor. She had enough of that garbage as Delray would chase after her, but AJ would gouge her in the eye, then slammed her right into a cameraman. She then watched Delray recoil back, grabbing a hold of her head and nailed her with a sister, Abigail, right against the edge of the apron. What a sickening smack that was as part of the apron was tattooed with Delray's face. Delray just laughing and smirking maniacally. She was out cold and AJ knew it. The ref making sure that Delray wasn't knocked out or worse. As AJ just pulled her up and pushed her into the ring. 
She would take her time entering as she would roll her arms and shoulder, cracking her neck as this was going to be the finish here. She then dropped down upon her knees, just waiting for Delray to rise, screaming to God or Satan to rise so she could finish the job. Slowly getting to her feet and would lock Delray within. The Royal Butterfly. <laughs> now that was poetic justice and AJ knew it. Beat her with her own revenge on her. Screaming out that she was going to destroy her here and now. The title was coming home to the best in the world. As she was going to pull and wrench. Del Rey was barely moving. The ref moving over to check on her as she would look almost motionless. Ref dropping down to a knee, leaning over. Feeling for Del Rey's vitals. And then Rose's hand that would call for the... No! Del Rey slowly began to come alive. Somehow, some way, she rose to her feet and would just toss AJ off of her. She would lean against the ropes, absolutely exhausted as AJ would somehow get up, rising, charging, but got a boot to the face. She stumbled back as Delray missed the follow-up clothesline. AJ hitting her in the knee and then blasted her with a shining wizard. She then quickly came off the rope, going for the Black Widow, but Delray would spin her around with the momentum and slammed her with the Royal Butterfly Driver. <laughs> <laughs> AJ was out cold and Delray slowly rose to her feet stumbling around as she looked over her with blood dripping from her head she then pulled AJ up by the hair locking her arms and would slam her with a second RB driver <laughs> AJ was absolutely motionless Delray slowly moving over going for a pin but stopped. She then looked down at her and said, that wasn't good enough. She looked over to the buckle and had a horrible idea. Slowly dragging AJ's body over to the buckle and would set her on top. Delray would then slowly climb up. AJ trying to fight back as weakly as she could, but Delray said, no, you're going right to fucking hell tonight. Grabbing a hold of her <laughs> arms and came down with a super RP driver. <laughs> Not well fucking do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner! And well, AJ still world champion! Sarah Del Del Rey was going to do a hell of a lot more, but she just didn't have the strength. Slowly pulling herself up as AJ was knocked out cold. Del Rey was then pushed to a corner. An extra official coming down as Del Rey was actually still in attack mode. Going for AJ again. An official held her back and awarded her the title. Placing her over her shoulder as another official came down to check on AJ, who wasn't moving. Delray went for her one more time, but again was pushed back. Being told the fight was over as Delray, regrettably, would roll to the outside. 
Blood would drip down her head as she slowly began to make her way up the ramp. Almost in a daze as she stopped upon the stage. She turned her head and saw the destruction that she left AJ in. It was actually being tended to. She would then bump her head with wrist tape. Looking over at it almost as if it was victory. Painted all over her fist. Having just the smallest of grin knowing that tonight AJ went straight to hell. That perhaps nobody, nobody could beat the chain heading to the back. Yes, that had to have been the bloodiest women's match we have ever seen here in the NWA. I've seen a lot of women's matches, folks, and yes, the women do occasionally get bloody. I have never seen a champion get as bloody as Sarah Del Rey did, get as bloody, get as bloody and beaten up as Sarah Del Rey did. AJ had this match about 60-70%, and somehow, some way. Sarah Del Rey was able to walk away champion. That is the testament of a champion, Monsoon. I don't care if you're Bruno San Martino. I don't care if you're Ric Flair. I don't care if you're Bret Hart. I don't care who the hell you are. That is a woman that refuses, and I mean refuses, to give up that title. I think what we're going to have to do is somehow mass-produce a Terminator or some <laughs> kind of woman or machine that can stop Sarah Terminator. She is an absolute <laughs> beast in the ring. She is an absolute beast in this business. She is by far one of the greatest competitors I have ever seen in my life, and AJ gave it to her. She gave it to her, Monsoon. She gave it to her, and still she walked away women's champion. I don't know if there is anyone, any woman in the world that can stop her. I don't know, Jess. I honestly, I don't know. We still have a couple more matches left to go, folks. Uh, why don't we take a small intermission, and we'll take you back to the ring. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> Following Ladies and place. gentlemen, the following contest going <laughs> to for one fall will be for the IWGP World oh, Heavyweight so. Championship. Uh, if you throw some pitches down that last match. Yep. Beat Sting last one. Introducing first, a challenger from Quebec, Canada. He is Kevin Owen. Good afternoon, I
sorry. But you're a man. A man with a family that paints when they've got tied up and ready to set fire to the walls. <laughs> came alone tonight. Sullivan still injured as he handed the title belt over. Owens just smiling over at him. Hearing the bell sound as they moved to the center of the ring. Owens would jab and punch to his ribs. Avoiding punches and would just keep hitting Kane. Moving into the corner and would blast him over the head. Kane grabbed him by the throat and just tossed him across the ring. Blasting him with a big boot and grabbed him with an iron claw. Owens was struggling here in the early going, kicking Kane in the knee, then blasting him with an uppercut, and then another one, charging with a flying shoulder tackle, as both of them went up and over to the outside. Both of them would exchange right hands, but Owens gained the upper hand, blasting Kane over the head, then slammed him into the steel post. He would then grab a steel chair and nailed him right well, over the ribs, then right over the time. back. No, they're not. He then hit him over the back of the head, then again over the back. Owens dropping the ow, chair on the ow. floor, rolling inside the ring to break up the count, raising Kane up and powerbombed him right upon the chair. He would take a walk, getting a hold of another chair, raising it up and bash it over Kane's chest, pulling the other chair off of him and would scissor them across his skull. He would toss the chairs down, tossing Kane into the ring and would climb the top rope, coming off with a big time splash, rising up with elbow after elbow after elbow into his heart, locking him within a headlock. He would wrench and pull on him as Kane slowly made it to his feet, tossing Owens off and snagged him around the throat. Owens again would kick him in the knee, then dropped him with a DDT. Quickly rising, he came up the rope, hitting Kane with a backsplash. He then hit him with a second one, and then a third one. Not wasting any time as he quickly climbed the top rope, waiting for Kane to sit up and nailed him with a flying shoulder tackle. He again quickly locked him within a headlock, wrenching and squeezing on him as Kane slowly made it to his feet, ramming Owens into the buckle, turning around and took a hard punch to the face. And then Owen Hills hit him with a clothesline. Another one, then a third one. But Kane continued to stand on his feet. Owens avoiding a punch and dropped him with a, by God, German suplex. He would stomp on him and lock him within a sit-out clutch. Kane slowly pushed himself up as Owens let go. Avoiding a punch and roped him in the corner. Hitting to his head, then blasted him with uppercuts. He tossed him to the other buckle and splashed him, grabbing him with a suplex. He quickly would climb the top rope, leaping off with a picture-perfect moonsault right upon his face. He watched Kane slowly rise and tackle him again, up and over to the floor. Owens would grab a hold of the steel steps and bash them over Kane's head. He rose them up and slammed them hard into his chest and then his ribs. He set them down and would pull Kane up, looking to slam him. But Kane broke free, grabbing Owens and chokeslammed him right upon the bottom of the stairs. And Kane wasn't done. 
He grabbed him again and dropped him a second time upon the stairs. He stumbled back a little bit as he grabbed Owens around the throat, tossing him hard into the ring and went after him, quickly locking him within that trapezius lock. Owens slowly would fight to his feet, spinning out of it and caught him with an uppercut, then a drop kick to the buckle. Watching Kane charge and surprise them with a capture riding slam. <laughs> he rolled back and then took him down with a clothesline lariat. Rolling back to his feet again, holding his spine a little bit, and we climbed the top rope, leaping off with a double axe and dropped Kane down. He then body slammed him and then dropped one. Two, three falling headbutts square upon the skull, stomping upon his face and would dare Kane up. Watching him sit up and punch to the back of his neck again, and again, and again, and again. Watching him rise and slam him with a back suplex, taking a walk and began to remove the turnbuckle. The ref pushed him, but almost told him to leave it the fuck alone. Exposing the turnbuckle as he pulled Kane up, but got surprised as he was lifted up by the throat and thrown violently into the exposed buckle. Owens bounced off as he was slammed with a back body drop. Kane grabbing him around the throat and just started to choke at him. Owens wisely, though, would grab a hold of the rope, forcing the break, catching Kane with a low bridge to the apron. Owens had tried to suplex him inside, but Kane broke free, grabbing Owens by the throat and just tossed him from the ring to the outside, through the table on the floor! (laughs) With a sickening crack, Owens landed and Kane watched him, tilting his head as he grabbed a hold of one of the steel chairs. Owens was laid out over the announcer's table, monitors askew all over his body as Kane slowly walked over. Placing Owens' throat right around the chair, picking him up and slammed it into the post. Owens held his throat, coughing as Kane picked him up and did it a second time. He removed the chair from his throat and just broke it over his head. The ref went to the floor to try to regain some control here as Kane grabbed the referee and finally tossed him into the barricade. Oh, the ref was out of this one now as Kane started to remove the protective padding. Grabbing Owens and went for a tombstone. But Owens would kick and slip free behind him. Grabbing Kane and rose him up and drove him face first upon the floor. He stumbled and would mount him from behind, pumped to the back of his head and neck, bashing his head into the floor, shaking his hand as he reached into his pocket, having out that lead pipe. He would sit upon Kane's back, wrapping it around his throat and would pull back hard, trying to choke Kane out. The pipe visibly starting to slowly bend as he would pull and pull and pull until he couldn't anymore, releasing. Pulling Kane up and just toss him towards the post. But Kane with Irish whip, grabbing Owens by the throat and finally toss him spine first against the post. Okay. Owens was almost wrapping around it as he landed hard. Slowly rising to his feet and got booted up and over into the crowd. Kane would follow suit, began to punch at him through the crowd. 
Oh, it's bleeding oh. from the mouth as he was having trouble breathing. <laughs> Kane clotheslining him back over the railing to the staging area. Oh, no. He looked around <laughs> yeah. and got a hold of one of the pumpkin light sets. Ground hinging it from the ground and cracked it over Owen's head. <laughs> he would move around and would grab a hold of another one, just ripping it from the socket. Going for Owens, and this time docked and would back body drop Kane upon the stage. He watched him roll and would climb up after him, shaking his fist that would cough, grabbing Kane, who bashed his back into the staging, then slammed him with a choke slam upon the railing. He would cut his throat with his thumb as he rose him up. (laughs) Owens blasted him with a cheap shot to the throat, then with a fist again. Grabbing Kane by the leg and would drop him with a leg lace takedown, then punted him over the head. He looked around and would start to rip and pull up at the steel grating of the stage. Grabbing a hold of it, rose it up, and slammed it over Kane's face. Kane was down as Owens grabbed a hold of his leg, placing it within the hole of the staging, grabbing a hold of the steel paneling, and just started to drop it upon Kane's leg. He then hoisted it up and slammed it over Kane's chest and his face, knocking him out as he placed it back over his leg, and then slowly started to climb upon the set. This was shades of uncensored all right as Owens would position himself upon the stage, thinking he got high enough as he looked down, leaping off with a backsplash, landing upon the grating, crushing Kane's leg. Well, there goes his leg. Kane finally pulled away, holding his leg as Owens rolled. He held his back, spitting up the blood, but he just didn't care. Rising to his feet as Kane was struggling to rise. Owens kicking to his leg and knee, slamming it against the grating and stomped upon it. He would spit on him and just dared him up. Watching Kane sit up and would kick him right back down. He grabbed some camera cable and started to choke Kane with it, who slowly started to rise on his feet. He hit Owens with a straight shot to the face, hobbling on the leg as Owens would kick to it. Go for a DDT, but Kane would pick him up and just toss him off. He kicked him in the ribs and rose him up for the last ride, but his leg gave out, hobbling against it as Owens dropped him on the flatliner DDT. He rolled to his feet and looked around, grabbing a hold of a pumpkin light, smashing it over the entranceway, getting a hold of a sharp piece. He would hold it in his hand, waiting for Kane as he would charge, looking to almost stab him. But Kane grabbed him around the throat, raising him up and went to slam him off the stage. But Owens blocked, shattering the piece over his head, kicking Kane in the ribs, raising him up and left off the stage with a sit-out powerbomb through the large pumpkin light. Oh, God. <laughs> Sparks flew and the light started to flicker. We had no power for close to 30 seconds. We even lost some of the feed before emergency power kicked in. Officials came down to the ring, checking on both of them. As Owens was the first one from the rubble. He rolled out, holding his back, bleeding from his mouth, but he was laughing all the while, knowing Kane was done. The official went into the rubble, calling out for an EMT. 
And the stretcher slowly began to come out and carefully start to load Kane upon it. They would start to wheel him as Owens rose his arm up in victory, knowing that it was his, watching them start to wheel Kane to the back as he sat up. Owens was in shock as like Frankenstein's monster, Kane broke from the bonds and pulled from the stretcher. He went after Owens, who kicked him in the knee, punching him with hit to it, charging, but Kane blasted him regardless of the bad leg. He had Owens back to ringside as Owens rolled into the ring. Kane making his way inside, but Owens then would front clip the knee. He knocked Kane down and locked him within a leg lock, wrenching and pulling on him, releasing after a moment, and would roll to the outside. He grabbed a hold of a steel chair and would roll back in, locking Kane's leg within it, climbing the top rope, looking for a pulmonizer, but Kane pulled away. Owens rose, grabbing the chair, watching Kane and blast him over the ribs and over the knee. He cracked the chair over his back, hitting him again and again and again and again and again. Tossing it down upon the canvas and would call Kane up. Watching him rise and toss him to the ropes. Raising him up and slammed him with a by God pop-up powerbomb right upon the chair. <laughs> Owens would roll to his feet. Knowing it was time to finish it as he would pull up the chair. Opening it up and set it down upon Kane. Pulling him up, locking the arms and went for the package pile driver. McCain blocked, oh. raising Owens up and slammed him with an Alabama slam right upon the open chair, smashing it to pieces. Fuck. Oh. Oh. leaning against oh, the road, looking oh, at the carnage shit. around him as oh, he would watch shit. Kevin roll, walking over and pulled him up as Owens blasted him over the skull with one <laughs> hell of a loaded fist. Owens would ditch the brass knuckles, shaking his hand as he probably broke a finger after that one, kicking Kane in the ribs and slammed him with a package pile driver. He would cover him as the ref finally came to, rolling into the ring. Owens looked at the ref, yelling at him and said that it was three. Pushing him to the corner and screamed at him as Kane sat up. Owens would kick him in the face, climbing on him and started to punch frantically on him. Slamming his head into the canvas and dragged him up. Punching to his head over and over again. Moving him to the corner and refused to stop. He would punch and kick, punch and kick. Dropping Kane to the canvas, backing away and hit him with a rolling senton. Charging into it a second time. Pulling Kane from the corner and rose him up for another. But Kane would break free, grabbing Owens and toss him to the ropes. Missing a clothesline as Owens caught him with a crossbody block. He rolled to his feet and dropped him with a clothesline. Waiting and would hit him with a fisherman buster. Knowing it was over as he dropped Kane with yet another one. Oh, God. He moved to the corner and was waiting for him to rise. Charging with a forearm as Kane rose him up in a gorilla press and just tossed him to the floor as Owens landed upon the exposed concrete. (laughs) He landed with a splat as Kane went after him, pulling on a nearly dead Owens to his feet. 
Grabbing around the throat as Owens kicked to the knee and dropped him with an apron powerbomb. Oh. It was desperation here as he picked him up and did it a second time. Grabbing Kane and hit him a third time. Kane dropping down flat as Owens rammed his knee over the skull and slammed him on the package pile driver right on the fucking concrete. Kane laid flat as Owens tossed him into the ring, slowly climbing the top rope and leapt off with a super backsplash. He landed on Kane and rolled to the corner, slowly pulling himself up and told Kane to sit up. As Kane slowly began to sit up, but then fell flat. Kevin smiled, knowing it was he was in the bag now. Moving over and forcibly pulled Kane to his feet, locked his arms and dropped him with the package pile driver, oh. covering. Oh. Only two again. Owens looked over in shock, wondering what the hell happened. Yelling at the ref as Kane slowly began to sit up. Owens went right for him, punching at him as Kane grabbed him around the throat, slowly raising him up and tossed him to the buckle, missing a big boot as Kane got caught in the rope. Owens would blast his knee with a super kick, watching him rebound off the buckle, raising him up with a pop-up. But Kane landed behind him, kicking him in the ribs and rose him up and slammed him with a last ride. <laughs> Owens was laid out flat as Kane just That's looked down at him, taking his palm and would slowly cut his throat, pulling Owens up, who pushed him right into the ref, who held his eye. Owens then quickly dropping over the Samoan drop, quickly rolled to the floor and got a hold of a second chair, rolling into the ring and blasted Kane over the back of the head with it. He dropped him to a knee and would break the chair over the back of Kane's head, tossing it away, making sure the ref was awake and ready. Grabbing Kane and would lock the arms, raising him up as Kane broke free, dropping Owens with snake eyes into the exposed buckle from earlier, grabbing him and dropped him with the tombstone. Covering! Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, here is your winner, and still, IWGP World (laughs) Champion, Kane. (laughs) All on his own, Kane beat Kevin Owens. He was beat up real bad. Having one hell of a time rising to his feet. Using the ropes as he was awarded the title belt. He placed it over his shoulder having one hell of a time walking. As officials checked on Owens who was out cold. Kane rolled out of the ring. Hobbling on the leg and slowly made his way up the ramp. One year ago, defeating Muda at this very event. This year, defeating Kevin Owens. As Kane officially was 7-0 and at Halloween Havoc. Keeping the streak and his championship reign alive. Making his way to the back. The only one to never lose at this fucking event. 
Contest going for one fall before the World Heavyweight Championship. Referee in charge of this bout, senior official Nick Patrick. Staying over to my right, the challenger, 
from Charlotte, North Carolina, weighing in at 243 pounds, he is the Nature Boy, Rick Chicago, Illinois, weighing in at 215 pounds, he is the man who never lost to Brock Lesnar, the man who is known as the undisputed world heavyweight champion, the best in the world, C.M. the best in the world. Flair charging and tackling to the buckle, punching at him and then starting to chop at him over and over again. Flair wasn't fooling around the night as he would start to bite at him and toss him to the other buckle, charging and tackled him. He then started to chop at him again, punching his ribs as punch would quickly block. The ref pushing Flair Black who grabbed him and just tossed him out of the way. Punkle retreats to the floor as Flair chased after him, grabbing him by the head and face, and just tossed him back into the ring. Punk went for a punch, but Flair blocked and would bite at his face, pushing him to the corner and would chop at him once again, tossing him out as Punk rolled and retreated to the floor. Punk began to get out of there as Flair again grabbed him and tossed him back into the ring, climbing the apron as Punk caught him with a roundhouse over the head. That sent him right to the floor as Flair held on to his skull. Punk then diving through the ropes, crashing into him and started to punch at him on the floor. He tossed Flair into the barricade, then bashed his face with his knee. Tossed him into the ring, then would climb the top rope. He lined up his shot and nailed him with a double axe. He came off the rope and caught him with a clothesline. Calling him up and started hitting at him with kicks and punches. Going with a spinning back fist as Flair ducked and caught him with the knee to the ribs, then a spinning neckbreaker. He would stomp upon him and locked him in a headlock, wrenching on him as Punk slowly began to rise, pushing Rick off and would catch him with a kick to the ribs, then drove him down with a pile driver. He moved to the top rope, coming off with an elbow and nailed it. One to end it fast as he pulled Flair up. Go for the GTS! But he got his eyes raked. Flair landing behind him and caught him with a chop block. Grabbing the leg and would start to kick at it. Moving to the floor and would slam his knee against the post. Punk would pull back holding his knee. Flair climbing inside and started to work on that knee. Raising it up and would just punch and kick at it. Slamming it to the canvas then pulled him up. Pushing him to the corner and would lay his leg over the rope. Kicking and punching on it. Come on, Flair. 
Punk will push him back as Flair would trip him down, dropping elbows over the knee as Punk kicked him off and would escape to the outside. He went for a walk as Flair hit him from behind, hitting to the knee and would slam it against the steel stairs. He watched him crawl and started to remove the protective padding. He pulled Punk from it but would hit to his ribs and slammed him into the barricade, picking him up and body slammed him on the concrete. Flair audibly cursed out as Punk rolled inside, rubbing his knee as Flair would climb the apron. Punk grabbing him and would just suplex him inside. He would stop upon him and would lock him in a sleeper, trying to wear him down. Flair making it to his feet and slammed him to the buckle. But Punk quickly dropped him with a bulldog. He rose, hobbling on that leg, calling for it as he lifted Flair up and slammed him with a body slam. Moving to the top rope and would raise his fingers up, hitting him with the elbow as he rose him up and drove him down, following up with a pile driver. Told the ref that he was going to finish this, pulling Flair off, who tackled him through the ropes to the floor. Punk would rise up first as he turned blows back and forth with Flair, who grabbed a hold of him and bit him right on the face. He began to brawl with them and bashed his head into the post, and then did it a second time. Punk holding his head in his eye, walking away as Flair would clip the knee and slam him against the barricade. He would chop to him and punch to him, chop to him and punch to him, tossing him back inside. Flair then grabbed him by the face, digging his fingers into his eyes and mouth, just starting to rip at him as if trying to rip his face off. He tossed him to the ropes as Punk quickly held on and slid right back to the apron again. He caught Flair with a kick to the head and would do a sunset flip powerbomb. He rolled to his feet and nailed him with a kick to the chest, followed by a DDT. He rolled to his feet, stomping on him and would grind his boot over his face, pushing him to the corner and continued to just push his foot in his face. He would grind and stomped upon him, pulling Flair up and bashed his knee into the ribs, tossing him to the buckle as Flair would do his signature flip. He ran along the apron as Punk caught him, trying to suplex him inside. But Flair stopped. He got him dead in his tracks and went a hip toss punk over the ropes and nailed him right upon the exposed concrete. What a sickening thud that was as Punk was hurt, rolling slowly along the floor as Flair would leap from the apron with a double axe and would bash his spine into the steel post. He then grabbed a hold of the timekeeper and tossed him from his chair. Getting a hold of the chair and swung! But he missed as he broke it over the post. Punk started to crawl away as Flair went after him with the broken half of the chair. Punk quickly rolled into the ring as Flair went after him. But the ref got a hold of the chair. He pulled it from Flair and said that wasn't going to happen tonight. Moving to return it as Flair quickly reached into his tights. And put on a pair of knocks and oh, clobbered Punk right over the jaw. He knocked him clean out through the ropes back to the floor, stuffing his tights once again, making sure the ref didn't see that, and would move right back to the outside. He got a hold of Punk and would just toss him into the barricade, hitting him with a knee over the back of his head, locking him in a headlock as Punk forced himself to his feet, 
kicking off the buckle to force himself off. Staggering a little bit and shook his head. Going for Flair, who grabbed his leg in tights and caught him throw first over the middle rope. Then dropped him with a shin breaker. Punk just couldn't get out of the freaking block as Flair would kick to the back of his knee. Then moved his leg over the rope. Going to sit on it. But Punk was able to kick him up and over. He would roll away, holding his knee. Flair, like a machine, would just re-enter the ring. A man possessed with rage, grabbing at his leg. But Punk kicked him back, rising up and would grapple with him, pushing Flair to the corner, who literally just shoved him back on his ass. Flair would then charge, but Punk dropped him with a drop toe hold quickly into a headlock to try to slow him down. Flair easily fighting out of it. Watching Punk turn and took his head off with a Widowmaker clothesline. (laughs) Punk did a 360 in midair as he got his legs grabbed and was slingshot right into the buckle. Punk would just dangle once he hit. Flair kicking him one, two, three times in the ribs right back into the ring. Watching him turn around and slam him with a brain buster. Flair was just a freaking monster in the ring tonight. Moved to the buckle and started to remove the pad. Shades of the IWGP title match and looked at the referee who well, didn't really want to do anything. The ref went to fix it as Flair grabbed it and just tossed the buckle into the crowd, telling the ref to leave it alone or he'd fuck him right in the ass. Oh, fuck your ass. He then pulled Punk up and went to fashion scroll into it. But he blocked. He would hit Flair in the ribs. Rose him up with a rope-assisted back suplex. He then moved to the rope and caught him with a shoulder block. Then a drop kick. Hobbling on that knee and caught Flair with an arm wrench. But Flair would break out with a gouge to the eye. Slamming Punk back first into the buckle. Climbing up and would start to punch over his head. Punk, however, would block on the sixth punch. Hoisting him up and drop Flair face first over the exposed buckle oh, as Flair so. fell up and over the ropes to the floor. Oh. Well, that's it. The camera moved over, over to Flair, who was, you guessed it, busted yep. open. <laughs> yep. He held his head as he started to bleed. Punk rolling to the floor and it would bash his head into the stairs, grinding it as he tried to rip the flesh open further. He grabbed Flair and would toss him into the ring, locking him in a headlock while scratching to his head, ripping up the wound, tossing him to the buckle and would kick to the ribs, then to his head. He set him on the top rope and came down with a superplex. Punk yelled out that he was the best in the world, and Flair was going to be dead tonight. Kicking him over the head and would bash his head into the canvas. Coming off the rope and nailed him with a running knee across the face. He came off the rope and dropped a flare knee over Flair. Locking him within a chin lock, trying to force him to bleed further. Flair would force himself up. Breaking free and would chop to Punk. Another chop, then caught him on a suplex. Flair would charge and clothesline Punk out of the ring. Flair would lean against the ropes, bleeding badly as Punk started to roll back inside. Flair missing a punch as Punk just kicked him in the ribs, then slammed him with a pile driver. He would grab Flair and put his throat over the rope and would stand upon his back, starting to choke him with it. 
He pulled him up and dropped him with an atomic drop. Moving to the top rope, waiting patiently and left. But Flair caught him in the ribs with a punch. A straight punch to the ribs as Punk would flip, holding his ribs, kicking with his feet as Flair grabbed him in a side headlock, wrenching on him. But Punk pushed him off, ducking down and caught Flair with a back body drop. Going for another. But Flair dropped to his knees and straight up just punched him in the face, busting his nose. <laughs> Punk stumbled as Flair grabbed his nose and punched his first thing, doing extra damage to him, and slammed him with a body slam. He moved into the top rope, stumbling a bit and kept his balance. But Punk was able to kick the ref into the ropes as Flair crashed and burned. Punk slowly rose, the camera zooming in, and yeah, his nose was definitely busted as he pulled Flair up, who punched at him. But Punk would fight right back, hitting Flair with him, hitting him with a knee lift, then an uppercut, then another one, pushing him to the corner and began to hit him like a boxer. He would box with him in the corner until Punk just straight up caught him with a headbutt, then an elbow, a kick, and then an elbow, then an uppercut down. He shook his head, rubbing his nose as he locked him in a front face lock. Latching on as Flair hit to his knee, tossing him to the ropes as Punk held on and would spit at him and told him to go fuck himself. And while Flair took the invitation to that, charging, but it was low bridged up and over to the floor. Punk would wave his arms, getting a burst of steam, leaping over the rope and crashed down upon Flair. He would slug to his head and would take a walk, looking around and grabbed a hold of a cameraman and just shoved him on his ass. Grabbing a hold of the camera, charging, swinging, but he missed. Flair chopping him in the throat, picking up the camera and tossed it at Punk, missing as it shattered into pieces against the post. That was a $20,000 camera he just threw and Flair did not give two shits or a damn. Punk retreating inside the ring as Flair went after him. (laughs) But Punk kicked him in the ribs, then hit him with one, two, three knees to the face, followed by a German suplex. He would wait for it and went right for the roundhouse. But he missed as Flair rose him up and slammed him with an AA spinebuster. He rolled to his feet, staggering, having lost a lot of blood, but he did not give a damn. It seemed to fuel him even more as he grabbed Punk by the legs, revving his around, but he was kicked off. Punk rising and nailed Flair with a straight kick to the jaw, having him bounce off the rope and rose him up, drilling him with the GTS. Covering. Holy two. He slapped the mat, yelling out that it was three, grabbing Flair, going for that figure four. But Flair pulled him in. Holy two again. They both rose, going to blows. Punk was able to win the exchange with a chop to the throat and an uppercut. Raising Flair up and slammed him with a version of the F.U. He would then move to the buckle and nail Flair with a running leg lariat. Then quickly latched him within a trap crossface. He would pull and wrench hard upon him. Pulling back as Flair would just bleed out. The ref getting close to calling it as Flair would bite Punk's fingers. He forced the break as both of them rose. Flair catching Punk with an inverted atomic drop and a body slam. 
He moved back to the top rope. The puck recovered. Catching Flair and just tossed him off. He would charge as Flair picked him up in a gorilla press and slammed him throat first over the rope. Grabbing his legs and quickly locked him in a figure four. There we go. Punk was trapped and unable to break free. Trying to get out of it, but his knee was killing him. Flair screaming him to tap out and he was going to break his fucking leg. Punk screaming out in pain as Flair sat up. Punching to the knee and refused to stop. Punk just screaming out in agony, telling him to stop as Flair would pull back. The agony on the film, Punk's face told the entire story as he bit his hand in pain. Flair would twist, turn, bounce up and down, trying to make his life miserable. Punk holding his head, trying to ignore the pain. Flair going back to punching at the knee as Punk rose and just jabbed him right in the face. The hole would break as Punk rolled to the outside. He hobbled on his leg and would walk over, taking his title belt and saying, Now this is enough. He started to make his way up the ramp as Flair went after him and hit him across the spine. He tossed him right back into the ring and rolled inside. Punk catching him with a clothesline lariat, pulling himself up and blasting him with an elbow to the face. He ducked a punch and slammed Flair's head right into the exposed buckle, watching him flip back on his head and spring right back up. Both of them again starting to trade blows back and forth. Puck would poke in the eye and would bash his head again into the buckle. Flair just standing and bashed him in the face, bashing his head into the buckle, and then began punching like absolute crazy. Oh my god. Flair was going berserk as he would punch, chop, punch, chop, punch, chop, kick, punch, bite, uppercut, left hook, right hook, hitting a pump like crazy, tossing him to the road, but he got dropped on a flying clothesline. Both men rose rather quickly, still pumped with adrenaline. Punk missing a kick as Flair began punching at him again. Punk punching right back as he was hit with a hard uppercut. Then a chop, 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 chop. Flair pushing him to the buckle as he began punching at him like crazy once again. Even the MMA would have said give up this at this point. Punk getting a foot up and kicked him off. Dropping him with a bulldog. But Flair completely no-sold it. Blasting Punk with a haymaker and hooks. Tossing him to the ropes and dropped him with a body slam. Then another one. And then a third one. Finishing him with a shin breaker. Followed by a slingshot to the ropes. Followed by a slingshot brain buster a la Tully Blanchard. Finishing Punk off with a DDT. He rose up with a woo. And then would flop down. After that exchange, both men slowly began to rise. Flair striking first with a knee lift. Punk spinning with it and caught Flair with a leaping roundhouse. He dropped into his knees, then charged at him with another kick. Flair rolling aside and caught him with a schoolboy. He rose as he was caught with a headbutt. Punk raising him up, but Flair poked him in the eye, pushing him to the buckle but was nailed with a boot. He swung hard with a punch as Punk ducked and rose him up, blasting him with a GTS. Covering. Again, only two. Punk rose 
pissed off now. Going to the outside and got a hold of a steel chair. He rolled into the ring as Patrick grabbed it. Punk said, fuck you, and shoved him on his ass. Going for Flair, who nailed him with a low blow. Flair will then grab the chair and bash Punk right over the head with it. He rolls it up and hit him over the back again. And again. And again. And again. He slammed the chair down and would pull Punk up. Going for a suplex. But Punk hit him in the ribs and slammed Flair upon the chair rib first. He pulled it up and then blasted him over the skull. Punk would raise the chair up and hit Flair over the knee and then the back. And he wasn't stopping. At this point, he just pulled Flair up, jabbing him in the ribs, and some of it set it down. Catching Flair with an uppercut, and then yet another one. Placing him on the top and tossed him right upon the chair. He pulled it up and went for the finish, but he was hit right between the legs. Flair quickly grabbing the chair and clocked Punk over the skull as Punk slipped through the ropes to the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, the referee has ruled this bout a double disqualification. This match... Oh, Flair didn't give a damn. Flair didn't care if it was a double disqualification, a pinfall, a submission, or the second coming of Christ. He just didn't care. He went after Punk as both of them would start to battle on the floor. Oh, my God. Security started to come down to break this fight up as Flair had on the Paranox. Uh-oh. He began to punch security off, grabbing one and threw him on the floor, going after Punk, who started to make his way to the backstage area. Both of them would then meet up as they started to slug away. This fight was far from over as Flair slammed Punk into a Pepsi machine, then head first into a vending machine. He smashed the glass and got a hold of a 2x4, swinging it but missed as Punk tackled him against the steel wall grating. He kicked at him and grabbed a hold of a Pepsi can and just bashed it over Flair's head and started to run away. Flair would slowly rise, pushing the cameraman on his ass, and started to go after Punk, starting to chase after him. Flair would chase after him as he found his way into a parking lot. One of the roving security cameras was catching this, as Flair was starting to look around as we heard something. As paramedics quickly rushed to Flair's aid, as the show would fade to black. He's like 70. He's dead. 